0: This programme was produced at and first aired on MPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kāpāi
1: irarangi rangi MPR. Welcome to Manawatu Conversations, recollections of the past and sometimes opinions about the future. Today we have with us
0: Bob Stewart,
2: Bruce Markwell,
1: and I'm Stuart Perks.
2: Bob, I would just uh, like to ask you, uh, now having... um uh, listen to two or three now, I think it is uh, recordings. Uh, you spent some time in the US and in Canada, mm-hmm. and I would just like to know what you found as uh, the differences between those two groups of people because they are very close and do mm-hmm. do a lot together. And uh, mm-hmm. but obviously, it's a bit like Australia and New Zealand. There are differences, and there must be competition.
0: Could you just elaborate? Sure. Well, it's been a big part of my life, really the US and Canada Um, I've had many many wonderful opportunities there and I think that coming out of um, my secondary education which was uh, not as in not as uh, life enhancing as I would have liked it was um, a, a gift from God if you like that to get this um AFS um, International Scholarship, which I got at 17 years of age and went to the state of Wisconsin, small town, 6,000 people, and was hosted by a local family and attended the local high school. And a very different um, atmosphere. Um, it was co-ed for a start, which was, was made, made things interesting. And um, it's really gone on from there. Um, I, I came out of it uh, with a much more optimistic a view of what life could hold for me than than I had got from what I almost regarded as a bore store, um, an expensive bore store, Christ College that I attended, um, and I don't mind having that on the record. I, I have to say, interestingly, that I wrote um, of my experiences to the. Um, Board of Governors, the Chairman of the Board of Governors of Christ College and I put it all down in very clear detail what I, my beef was with the experience I was subjected to um, and I, in fairness to the gentleman concerned he wrote a very um, accepting letter um, he said, you know, we, we don't um, um, try and defend ourselves, we, we got it wrong and uh, we try and do better these days. Mm. So, so I, I would—I thought that was a very yeah. mm. um, promising kind of uh, response. Actually. So,
1: what were your criticisms?
0: Well, all sorts of things. I don't want to get too stuck on 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 that, but basically, um, the the all sorts of things. Really, um, it was it was just uh, having later studied. Um, developmental psychology um you know that was a revelation to me to see all the things that had been done um it was the notion that basically um students there were sort of units that were interchangeable and they could eat they could be pretty much treated in the same way you didn't really need to bother to get to know them very much because they they had to conform to what um was the superior um, experience of, of um, that institution. Um, the absence of encouragement, um, which was virtually apart from one teacher, was the only teacher that I got any encouragement from at all. Some of the, the teachers, um, one of the teachers, the math teacher, for example, used to put people in order of their results of the latest test. And what we know from um, even basic social psychology and developmental psychology is that if you um, give people labels and sit them on the back of the class as being stupid, then they probably will continue to be stupid. It's not a very... Basically, the one of the clearest messages that we get from... Um, behavioral psychology, is that people tend to repeat things for which they get a a good consequence. So if something nice happens, when you do something, you're more likely to repeat it. And it's not just human beings, it's flatworms, it's cats, it's uh, horses. It's not rocket science. Um, But they have not heard of that. They didn't obviously understand that when I was there.
1: Well, I say it was rewarding them for getting the question right.
0: What, what, making them feel? No, if you, you have them in a row,
1: you got the question right. Yeah, you move up. Was, so it, that's it a pat nice, on the back.
0: Nice, nice for the people in the front. But most of the people were either mediocre or were at the back. Um, and so, um, what you actually try to do, if you're a teacher, is encourage all the the diversity of personality and ability in the class that's what you do, you don't just pick out mm-hmm. a few little favoured ones and um, say they're good people and the rest mm. are uh, stupid, so that's just an example they they didn't actually understand how people the young people learn they um, uh, really, I mean I, 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 I actually don't feel it's very profitable to go on um, talking about mm. that, but um, also, um, the whole thing about corporal punishment, um, obviously, we've, fortunately, we've moved on from that, and that is brilliant. Um, but it, the, the concept really was that parents shouldn't, unders, shouldn't really value their own insights about what their children should do. They should bow to what authorities tell them uh, should be done with their youngsters. That was the, that was the ethos at that time and that
1: that doesn't apply now
0: and well it it applies to a lesser extent but it applied in an extreme manner and um, I've had many examples of, for example of um, uh, some account where a a child was in hospital and some well-meaning relative had said oh don't go and visit them it'll only upset them and that sort of notion Um, and the parent would override his or her natural inclination to go and be Mm. at the side of their child because some authority, whether it was the medical doctor or whether it was the headmaster or the headmistress or whatever. And it was a sort of authoritarianism that you believed someone else knows better about how I run my life and how I look after my children. Mm. And uh, that was... It, it, it was so Im, uh, it, it was so pervasive when I look back um, it was a sick um, environment. Now there mm. are some the people as you pointed out, some people actually were fine if you're chairman mm. if you' if you're the on the first 15 you're a head prefect you know it's a it's a whole. Um, wonderful experience, mm. but the school should be more than just a wonderful mm. experience for a tiny minority. Mm. It should actually be a growth-inducing experience, which they should mm. enjoy. What's wrong with enjoying stuff? Yeah. Mm. You know. Mm. So I, I, I mean, it, it's actually common sense. It's not sort of abstruse psychology. It, it's the way human beings are. They tend to repeat things if they get something nice happen to them. Well, why wouldn't you use that in education? Hmm. Um, why would a, a, an expensive, rip-off school like Christ College um, take the money and be fraudulent? Because that's what they are. It's like a doctor acting, uh, dispensing fraudulent medicine. Um, they actually are accountable for that. Hmm. And as as we were saying before. I'm I have, I, I have I'm quite happy to have on record that I have been in touch with Christ College about what I suffered at that time and many, many others who were this Is this silent. a
1: sort of Me Too thing that's uh, not come to the surface yet?
0: The Me Too? You
1: know, the Me Too, global Me Too mm. thing people, going on about people saying the, the abuse that... Oh, um,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I think, I, I mean, I've certainly talked to a number of old boys and, you know, had some similar experiences but I wanted to put on record hmm. in defence of Christ College hmm. nowadays is that they did, the chairman of the board of governors did acknowledge that hmm. mistakes had been made hmm. that they have attempted to change the environment I've got a young relative who's there and he's he seems to be doing well and so hmm. if they've changed that is brilliant yeah. I'm yeah. very happy with that
1: to play devil's advocate can you go too far the other way so no one's allowed to feel they've failed or they've been challenged and so then they go out in the world and they don't do well enough and and they can't cope
0: with it I I think the thing is that failure is part of the human condition and what people need to do is work out how you deal with failure because you're not going to get anywhere if you can't do that And one of the ways is that you develop methods of um, saying, okay, I screwed up. Um, Focusing more on how you would redo what it is that you screwed up, rather than, oh, I'm a worthless son of a bitch kind of thing. Um, That's the important thing. So so what a, a, a good teacher can do is help people to become smarter at how to deal with the yeah. stuff that life will throw at them, because it throws into mm. everyone. Gets mm. the stuff thrown
2: at them. Yeah. No, and, and they what, get to oh. If I could just um, yeah. come back to where we yes. where originally, <laughs> were originally, we talking about the, the difference between um, uh, Canada and America. Yeah, people. we got a
0: bit of sidetracked. We had
2: yeah. got a little sidetracked, but it was uh, it was worth it. And yeah. uh, it sort of gives a, a little bit about where you're coming from. So sure. So thank you. But well, I think you could,
0: I, th- I think that I think that really getting back to that, they the. Um, the optimism, um, the sort of um, that I experienced, um, for example, I wasn't that keen on sport at Christ College. Well, I became a, a backstroke expert there. And I mean, I, that wasn't me at all. I won, I won all the backstroke things. And yes. how the heck that happened? But I, um, things, stuff like that happened to me.
1: Um, Cause it's sport when you're lying down. You see, it makes yeah. it
0: a lot easier. Maybe it's a sort of lazy person's sport or something. Well, it?
1: it's like they said about New Zealand in the Olympics. They got all the medals in sports where you can be sitting down. You know, I <laughs> you know, you
0: know. <laughs> yes, but uh, no. I, it's been. A, I just like the optimism. Um, it' not that it's always optimistic, <laughs> but. Um, there is a sort of can-do attitude, and basically, I had the most wonderful privilege of going to Harvard University, which, considering my passion in psychology, I mean, I just had all the virtually all the greats were there, and that made uh, it was absolutely pivotal because I was then able to do a Ph.D., which just grew right out of that, and it's given me a wonderful career in. Um, uh, social psychology and personality, but it also led to my establishing a journal, international journal in that field.
2: Just because, before we go on to that, which mm-hmm. is uh, what I was going to touch on as well. What about the social side of uh, of life in America? Quite different, from, yeah, in Canada. Quite different from New Zealand, or it, well, I and you were in co-ed school for the first time. Yes. <laughs> well, that was that had
0: its um, had its attractions, I, I must say, and. Um, Actually, it was quite amusing because I had, when I brought it back to my uncle, uh, we, I was showing some of my slides from the thing, and there were some very um, beautiful young um, women or girls in the courtyard. And I said, oh, here's some, some of the students in, in the courtyard. And he said, you mean the courting yard? <laughs> 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 um, but no, they, they were, that was, that was good. Um, it was that was and actually, was one of my points is that there are certain things that you need to do at every stage of your life, and they're different. And the things that adolescents have to do is get to know um, something about the opposite sex. Well, does it? What mm. kind of sense does it make to actually give them single-sex schools? Mm. It makes no sense whatsoever. It's supposed to be one of the things that they're learning, um, and likewise in in early adulthood, um, obviously learning um, intimacy in terms of a new relationship and and all the things that go with early adulthood. And there are various what they call developmental tasks at each stage. And I did a, a, um, a study really on New Zealand education, secondary education, in relation to what it should be done given the nature of adolescence. And it did not the scorecard card was not very good at that time. I think it's a lot better now than it was, and for a place like a sort of antediluvian place like christ College in those days, it was basically a fail. Mm-hmm. Um, not to put too fine a point on it. Um, but as I say, hope springs eternal in the human breast mm-hmm. and um, Things are better. I'm, I'm assured. At, at play, not just Christ College, but there are a lot of these schools mm. were like that. Mm. The sort of muscular Christianity schools, yep. and yep. Uh, even the, the the sort of Christchurch Boys High or Point Pleasant Old Boys High, they were all pretty much the same kind of um, same old, same old mm. really mm. at the time.
1: Mm. There's, there's so. a big body of literature, though, isn't there about whether either boys or girls do better in same-sex or co-ed schools, and a lot is, is saying girls academically don't perform so well in co-ed schools? Yes, I that's believe. that's
0: just taking the one narrow um, academic criteria. And really, when you look at what adolescents are really, what you need to do as an adolescent, that's yes, that's important because it leads you to, you know, getting into your right uh, vocational um, future. But really, um, you know, it's it's, it's been used in a spurious way to justify um, behaviours by teachers and schools, which are totally inappropriate, given the nature of the people, the age and the people that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I speak as... You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm speaking really from the world's experts on this, you know, people mm. who actually do know, and I think that education has to be done professionally just as medicine has to be done professionally, and you have to do it by getting the best mm. scientific information yeah. To, to, yeah. to illuminate your practice. So, so you'd so say so there's I'm a consent.
1: So you think now there's a consensus among the experts against same-sex schools...
0: Um there's it, there's some some would argue, obviously, that as you do. Um I would I would by and large dispute that that mm, I think yeah. I, I don't don't believe that, that the actual um mm. scientific evidence um supports that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just raising the existence yeah. of a possession and wondering where yeah. it stands.
2: Okay, Bob, now if we could just come back, um you after your time in Canada or in the States or States in Canada, whichever way it goes around. Um, you came back to New Zealand, mm-hmm. and um, well, you found yourself a little bit uh,
0: oh, well, unemployed, actually, if you like, and you pri- went on to the council. <laughs> right. Pri- prior to that, of course, I came back to USP. That's, I had my USP.
1: That's oh, University of the South Pacific. U- University
0: of Pacific. Oh, okay, South yeah, Pacific. sure. But, hmm. And then eventually, um, in near my 50th birthday, I came back to New Zealand. I did have my... Um, uh, journal which i had established and did provide um, a reasonable income from that i did have my pension and but i had also been quite involved in administration at the university of uh, obviously as um, uh, acting head uh, vice chancellor and i had a real interest in how organizations work and that was primarily um, a, a motivator, a big motivator in terms of giving um, local body politics a go, you know. And um, and I really found it, it. I I was in, I was involved on the economic side, and we did some interesting things for Palmerston North, which I think were really, really worthwhile. I mean, for example, we we built the Regent. We did up the Regent going, We fought a, a big battle about four laning the uh, Fitzherbert Avenue which was um, resisted by many people <laughs> but uh, in I think um, in uh, looking back I think most people would say that if we had only got one lane each way um, we would have a lot of trouble there
2: oh, um, is no question about that um,
0: and we also have perfectly good trees, I mean yes it was mm. terrible to have to cut down the trees at the time and um, I can still remember um, being in Fitzherbert Avenue and hearing a voice and I didn't know where the voice was coming from and it turned out it was, was a lady up a tree one of the mm. trees in Fitzherbert Avenue and she was abusing me because I was a counsellor well Mark
2: Bill Booth was
0: behind that mm-hmm. as well wasn't he that's right mm. and he was, he's a, he was actually a neighbour of a house where I ha- owned a house there and so anyway my Words to her were, um, "I'm sorry, I don't speak to people in trees." Which didn't go down that well, actually. I have to say. With yeah, them, um,
1: you is. were reported in the press. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to a certain extent, that was yeah. that was handled bad, badly from a, a, um, no, a an information point of view because they were just going to cut down the trees. They didn't say that we were going to plant other ones further closer, closer to the footpath and so forth
0: yes. to make it for
2: four lanes. I think it would have been more accessible. Yes. to the public or, or understandable for the public if uh, if they had said that more trees were going to or the same sort of trees were going well, to replace Well they did say so, there. but
0: they didn't want to hear it I think, is some that, of them right, yeah.
2: Yeah. They, I, I, It certainly I, didn't get the publicity No, mm. it
0: didn't, it probably um, I think they people tend to sometimes hear what they want to hear yep. don't they? Um, you mentioned
2: about uh, this journal, I'm a little bit intrigued, What what is this journal about? Ah, it? well
0: no, it's the the, the listeners can't see it, but um, basically it's, I'm just holding up a, um, a scientific journal hard copy. That's which, an A5, isn't it? Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. A5. And it's basically... And it's um, called? It's called Social Behaviour and Personality and International Journal.
1: And it's been going for...
0: 50 years um, this year. And I started it at Massey University when I was a lecturer there. And it's basically an opportunity for people in that field to publish their research. Um, we, we accept, in the present time, we accept about 17%. So it's fairly competitive mm-hmm. to get your work published in mm-hmm. it. Um, from where? From uh, probably close to 40 countries. And it's read in 160 countries. Mainly, mainly the United yeah. States um, but it's all online now this is yeah. this goes back to 2018
2: So yeah. you must get a certain amount of it um, handed in in foreign language and it's got to be no. translated or does it no, always we, have to it's be in, all English? in English? It's all in English,
0: in English mm. no. and um, we have a team of about 15 people who um, are all sorts of skills you know web, web, web skills um, um lot of copy, copy editors um, uh, data entry sort of people um, you know and, and also but mainly people uh, we, we actually hire part time uh, people PhDs in the field so they do uh, most scientific journals um, do um, peer reviewing which is sending them out to people in the field and then getting um, you know uh, maybe a couple of Views on whether to publish it or not, or what, if so, what to change, how to change it,
2: and also to make it make sure it's factual, not
0: that's right. Yeah. Well, it's got to be. It, it's got to be a. It's got to be a lot of things, obviously, but it's got to be basically following the accepted, re, you know, approaches to uh, research in the field and use the right statistics and and obviously, given most of them are English is not their first language. It's quite a challenge for them to um, to write in English. I mean, for goodness' sake, I mean, most yeah. actually right now, the majority of them are from mainland China, yeah. um, and I wouldn't like to write a, a scientific article in uh, Mandarin. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I I edited an international health economics journal, and yeah. we had the same problem. But yeah. it meant we put a lot of time into. Uh, working on the presentation and the wording, is that something you do or you say, yes. sorry, English? No, yeah.
0: we do. They, they typically um, employ, most of them have got a, you know, they can correspond in English and so on, but they do employ um, translators which we encourage and we suggest we've got deals with certain um, ones that they can approach. But obviously there's still a huge gulf in many cases and even for really good research, um, that you've got to help them with, and that's what where our copy editors come in. You know, and they do a brilliant job with um, um, helping them. You know, too, and uh, really. Um,
1: and that, and that's partly you, they pay a fee for the they, articles, they and that a, covers the cost of yes,
0: it. it's it, which is paid out of their research grants in, in the main. And uh, but that's that's fairly well established, and basically the trend is. Um, toward open access, um, and we are...
1: Which means?
0: Which means um, everyone on the face of the planet can have access freely to the research, which is what yeah. we have with Google, yeah. and, you know, the internet. So basically.
1: free access online. So access they, online. all they need is an internet connection mm-hmm. and they can access That's
0: right. But in the past, it's been, you know, you've got to actually, there's a pay barrier. Um, paywalls. Yeah. Uh, paywall, and um, so so we're we're now about ninety three percent funded by um, um, research grants that that the uh, that the uh, contributors have, and so on. And so there's still a little bit which is based on um, subscriptions and copyright. Do you charge on submission or on acceptance? Only on acceptance yeah yeah they it's free online there's very detailed instructions about how to submit the articles and uh, formats and yeah. can you watches.
1: give some indication what the charge would be? Is it per page per thousand uh, words or per article
0: um, it's it's not cheap um, I think um, it's in u s dollars. Um, it it would probably be a couple of hundred dollars to pay um, for for five hundred words, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's reflective mm-hmm. of of the 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 big job that we have in terms of of actually getting it to a really mm-hmm. acceptable standard um, in terms of employment and and you know just all all of the sorts of things.
2: So when you started this journal off, you was doing it on your own or yeah. Um, and, and, enter- then you, and then it's grown to about t- ten.
0: Well, interestingly, actually, I, when I was in the States, I met someone who had started their own journal, and it sort of started picking things up. And I wrote, I, I wrote to a, a well-known publisher, Plenum Publishers in New York and London, and proposed a journal in personality, which I did. Julie did. Uh, Duly edited, and it was um, published by them in New York um, for two years. But they didn't have the same model, and they discontinued it after two years. And whereupon I thought, well, look, I know uh, I could get a different model in doing this, and I I, I know these people are supposed to be experts, but basically, I've run this thing for 50 years.
1: Thank you for listening to Mano Two Conversations. This and other recent programs can also be found on the Manuatu People's Radio website and a range of programs is also available on the Manuatu Heritage website of the Palmerston North City Archive. The address for that is manuatuheritage.pncc.govt.nz
0: Support this show and others like it by giving a donation.
1: For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.